BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. Today, we are joined with Lara Dominiani, who's Hi. one of, yeah, say hey. Hi, I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> who's one of my good friends that I've met through this Instagram world. She is the woman behind Little Miss Foodie and is a kindergarten teacher in Hoboken, correct? Yes. So today, we're going to chat about a bunch of things, one of the main topics being hormones, which is something I honestly don't discuss that much at all on my page. So this is a very new topic for me to even breach into. But let's start it off with the questions I always kick off with. How would you define success? Um, success. You'd think that listening to your previous podcast, <laughs> I would have like prepared for this. No, I like that better because I was thinking, am I going to have to switch up my questions because – if once I get into a few episodes, if someone listens to it, I don't want them to come prepared. So I'm happy. Hmm. I like catching people, Success. you know, on their on their toes. Um, I guess we're gonna. You guys will learn in this episode mm-hmm. a lot about like what has brought me to where I am. But I feel like I've been probably in the past like six to eight years in a low place a lot of times, mm-hmm. and I feel like for me, success is being in a good place mentally, physically, emotionally, and socially, like all All of them, all of them. And I feel like when I'm balanced in all those areas, I'm happy, which Mm -hmm. makes me perform a lot better in my teaching job and Mm -hmm. makes me a little more inspired on Instagram. And my relationships are definitely a lot happier, like familial, my friends, um, my boyfriend. So I think for me, as long as I'm happy and I'm balanced and I'm Mm -hmm. in a good place, I feel like I'm successful because it, kind of makes me I don't know I guess more productive and more yeah so living a balanced life almost yeah which I think I was talking with this about or talking about this with Abby is kind of like being in flow because when one thing's off the rest of them feel like off I could have an amazing relationship with my husband and he's done nothing wrong but if I have a bad day of my own work and he comes home I'm just in a pissy mood and then not to anything he's done he's at no fault but he comes home and I'm just angry and that's not fair to either of us right I think we've talked about this before because I think I was hanging out with you one day when we were both like pretty pissy towards (laughs) our men and but it's so true I think that you know even like we've both battled our stomachs and like if you're having a bad day with that it's you can't turn that around and so yeah I think that like it's just when I'm all of me is mm-hmm. feeling good, like I don't have like pains or whatever. You can't the rest stop of you. my life is, yeah. 
I love I it. I love being in that place. Me too. <laughs> and I'm happy that today I'm in that place. Good. I, I've there, actually, so. I know I get nervous sometimes if I schedule podcasts and especially with my detox, I'm getting really bad brain fog some days and I just haven't been able to like form words. So I'm not scheduling any recordings. It's usually on um, Wednesdays because it's like the third day. Um, but I'm happy that you're in flow and feeling I'm good happy today. I'm in flow too. Thanks. I know we've both struggled and finally we're in a place I where... Know. We've had pretty similar timeline-ish things where we went through lows of lows together. Yes. And now I feel like we're riding high. Yeah, we deserve it. <laughs> yeah. So we'll dive into all of that. But first, what would you say your favorite characteristic about yourself is? Um, I feel like I give a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm always like there for people. Yeah. And my mom actually pointed this out to me. I've never been like, oh yeah, I love this about myself just because mm-hmm. I've been through a lot and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but I, I'm a teacher. Yeah, so I you dedicate a lot. everything to the kids. Like I go home and I'm like, I wonder what they're doing. Like, I wonder how they felt about this that day, you know? And then on my Instagram, like, I just want to create and do mm-hmm. for all these people. And it makes me so happy when, you know, they're just happy and yeah recipes and you know I like put a lot into my friendships and I stress about like friendships and my relationships Mm -hmm. and my family so I think just that I like to give and I like to make people happy and I think maybe I don't know if you're as aware of this as you should be but your full-time job is really necessary in this world that people don't talk about we need to educate children and someone needs to do it Mm-hmm. And especially when it's in a formalized matter, we need people like you to be teachers. And I know we've talked about maybe it's not the – sometimes it's really freaking hard because you're mm-hmm. dealing with demons. <laughs> and yes. At, I always say I can't just go to my job and, like, hide behind my computer. Exactly. Like, if you I'm in a bad mood, I need to put on that happy face for those 16 kids who are expecting a happy face. And that's why yeah. if I'm not feeling well that day – it's just hard for me, it's you know, very and like hard. I do put on that happy face, like I, fa- I really fake it, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I can't even imagine being a teacher. I remember asking you when we first had dinner. I was like, "But what if you have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> well, you Can pray you that you leave? have an aide like, or somebody there to watch them, and if not, I mean, I have a very strong bladder now. Yeah, as a result, but or you don't drink water because you know you can't go. Thankfully, a lot of times, like the school district I'm in now in Hoboken, mm-hmm. the school I'm in, they're very understanding and like I'm really good friends with one of the secretaries and she's like, if you ever need me, like let me know. So it's just mind blowing to now be at an age where people our age are teachers and thinking back when I was young mm-hmm. of I I don't know, I remember I have a friend another friend that's a teacher and we were out drinking one night and I was thinking to myself, You're gonna be hung over tomorrow and you're a teacher. When I was a kid, were my teachers how you know Oh, you know Fridays when you watch movies, I'm I sure know. they were. I personally can't do it. Yeah. It's miserable, but I wouldn't be able to. All I want to do is like lay down and eat. I know. But it is true when we'd go into class and it'd be like, Okay, we're gonna turn off the lights and watch a mm-hmm. movie and it was the best day for us. Little yeah. did I know the teacher was suffering from a hangover. Yeah. Probably. It's interesting to think about. Yeah. So let's get into first Little Miss Foodie mm-hmm. and I guess how you started this. When did you start your Instagram account? I think it was 2014 in like okay. January or February. And, and what sparked that? So I started struggling with my stomach 
in, I guess it was 2011 or 2012 okay. in college. And I started to go to like an allergist and a na- my naturopath. Mm-hmm. And I started to learn how to eat healthier. Because in college, like, I never needed to like eat healthy growing yeah. up. Like sports, all that stuff. And then in college, it started to hit me. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't feel good. Um, and I started to bake and cook and post it on my personal account. Got it. And my friends were like, and my boyfriend and whoever were just like, why don't you just put it in one place? Like, mm-hmm. do people really want to see your food <laughs> when they want to see, like, what you're doing? So I created it. And I remember my first recipe, I think, was a soup or a chili. Mm-hmm. And it just looks so unappetizing. <laughs> I did a deep dive on my own Instagram oh my recently, God. and it was really comical. My first one was the burger and a cocktail at happiest hour. That is so you still. I know. I love it there. Uh, me too. Um, really good fast food style burger. Yeah, and it was basically the time when either there really wasn't a lot of food Instagrams mm-hmm. or they were just starting. So I wasn't there wasn't like business or influencers. Yeah, or that was definitely collaborations early on. or ads or sponsored or any of that. So it was just for fun, mm-hmm. and I just kept doing it. And I was like pretty embarrassed about it at some point. I was too. People aren't, still aren't supportive of it, but mm-hmm. they definitely weren't then. They were just like, "This is dumb." Yeah, but. You know, everyone that has some hate, there's something inside that's causing the hate. There's some little aspect of like, oh, I wish I had done that with something I'm passionate about or I'm jealous that they're able to put themselves out there. Or maybe they're just an angry person, whatever it may be. But there will always be haters. You just got to focus on the the people that are, the people that love, the cheerleaders. Um, So you say you struggled with your stomach. Mm -hmm. Let's dive into that because... If you're listening to this, I'm assuming you follow me on Instagram, so you kind of know my situation. If not, I've struggled with a lot of digestive issues that started when I graduated from college, so in 2013, which we were the same year, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, And it went from severe bloating and constipation to then being diagnosed with SIBO or SIBO, whatever you want to call it, twice, like Giardia, C. diff, you know, I've had it. All led to shingles. It's the list is so long, um, and most recently has kind of I believe been narrowed down to the fact that I have mercury poisoning, and that's what caused it all. So I think you had SIBO around the same SIBO. time as I did a couple months ago in um, September. So let's when what was your journey of all of these so, issues? I guess it was 2011. I was a junior, and I was just my stomach just hurt all the Mm -hmm. time no matter what I ate no matter what I did no matter what I didn't eat like I was afraid to eat yeah um and I would just be so bloated and in so much pain and I guess I just I think the first part of this journey was going to my naturopath and I did some testing there and this was very new in like the Mm gluten-free um I don't know. Movement. Movement, yeah. And so she basically said, just don't eat gluten. There was like 26 things that showed up on the test. One was like shrimp, one was corn. It was just all the things now that are like the trigger foods. Um, Back then, I really don't know if I had to remove Mm -hmm. them or they just were. Inflammatory. But um, it was really hard at first. So that led me to cutting out any grain, any carb. Okay. So I dropped a lot of weight really quickly. Mm. And like at that point, I also started struggling in school. And I don't know how many people know this, but I'm about to be really open on it. Oh, yeah. I was also diagnosed with adult ADHD and I was put on Adderall because I failed a course in college, which like 
I was like a like a high B student, mm-hmm. so failing a course was like, holy shit! Like, yeah. what's wrong with me? Um, so I dropped a lot of weight, and but that helped. The Adderall cutting or out, the cutting out, cutting out like all okay, those foods. I think mainly like some grains, yeah, like wheat or whatever, was really a trigger. Um, and then I was like, oh my god, I'm skinny. <laughs> like I was always skinny, but like I don't know, you I just dropped so much weight. Yeah. Um, and then I graduated college, and my stomach started to really upset me. Mm-hmm. But now that I look back on it, I had severe anxiety at this point too. Yeah, which is a huge trigger. Now we know. Yeah. We didn't want to believe our moms when they were telling us that no. two years ago. <laughs> I mean, it's when I look back at the moments of my real bad outbreaks – there were such high levels of anxiety. Mm-hmm. But I do also think that the high levels of anxiety are correlated. But then the bad stomach pains and the discomfort and the belief that you'll never figure out what the hell is going on causes more anxiety. Right. So it's this angry hamster wheel. Right. And I guess at the same time, I can also explain that I was graduating college, didn't know, didn't have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Like I had to wait for my teaching certificate to get a job. My brother was in Afghanistan. Wow. And I was transitioning to living at home. Yeah. It's a lot going on. It was a lot. Um, so this is when I started to eat healthy and, you know, I'd make mm-hmm. smoothies and, like, eggs with veggies in it and mm-hmm. eat my mom's home-cooked meals. And that's when I started posting on my Instagram. Got and it. And I started to, like, learn how to cook and bake on my own. So that was the birth of it all. hmm And where currently, from that time... I know it's been a long journey, but where do you stand currently with your digestive health and all of that? Pretty good. Um, I'm so bloated daily, if not every other day. Okay. Um, I think that I'll always be bloated. I think <laughs> that I just have that body. Like no. My twin brother is too. He would just like have that like little bit of bloated. I swear I to you, know. I don't think we're all... Ma- I promise we will find something to help this, but I, I mean... But I'm someone also, I refuse to accept anything, so yeah, maybe I, mean, I could work on that. I could continue to. Oh, this might be where we can get into. Yeah, I was going to say how has that? I'm sure that affects it a lot. I think it does. Um, but so I just want to preface this by saying that I don't have it all figured out. I hormones. know. Like I'm not a doctor. I don't come from also, a place I was where I have say, answers. We need to preface this entire conversation. That we can only tell you what has worked for us right. and what has not worked for us. And I stress so strongly on my page specifically, bio-individuality, that everyone is different. Mm-hmm. And while, for instance, you and I couldn't tolerate garlic or onions for a bit, like that doesn't mean everyone has to cut it out. Right. So whatever we're saying is just maybe if it happens to resonate with one of you to then bring it up with your doctor, then our job here is done. Or if it's just hearing two people's stories that have gone through something to help you realize that you're not alone. That's the purpose of this. We're not trying to diagnose anyone. Right. Especially when we get on hormones because I am not knowledgeable on all of this topic. So I've touched on it briefly because I do talk about my naturopath Mm -hmm. and she's like the main person I feel like that helped healed me, Mm -hmm. heal me. And so why when I bring her up, people ask why I've gone and I say hormones. Mm-hmm. And I've been so afraid to talk about my struggles with hormones because I feel like how can I talk about my struggles with hormones if I still struggle with them? Yeah, but I think... Like an imposter syndrome kind of thing. I was just so afraid of it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like 
I listened to your podcast with Erin. Mm-hmm. And she said that every day, every month, every year might look different. Mm-hmm. And you like look ahead or you look behind and you're like, wow, I've come so far from them. Yeah. From then. And I feel like if, I don't know, if I can just inspire one person, if you're not feeling well, to just go get checked because it can't hurt. That's like, a hundred percent. And I also feel we see so much on Instagram or we hear these stories of these people who have gone through these things and they're telling us how they've come out on the other side and it looks beautiful and glorious, but they weren't showing the in-between where they're struggling. And I think that's what resonates with people. Like when I remember I found out about this mercury poisoning and I was hysterically crying going out to dinner and I didn't even know how to handle the situation and the next day I got on and I said like I don't know what caused this I don't know how long I'm gonna have it for I don't know how I'm gonna get rid of it Mm -hmm. but this is what's going on and I think it's helpful for us to put ourselves out there in that sense because it is vulnerable and it's real and it resonates with people but it's also very helpful if people who are following the audience take it with these people don't have the answer so I'm not going to bombard them Mm -hmm. with 10,000 questions or the and I think that's why I don't put everything out there because it's the questions I don't have the answers to and I feel badly or it's the people telling you what you should do yeah which is tough I actually had a really nice message recently and she was like thanks for everything um and she was basically just saying, like, Instagram is where everybody goes for their information now. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, I know it's hard to put yourself out there, but I want you to know that you're appreciated. And I was like, wow. Thank you. Like, that doesn't yeah. happen ever. Never. It's so. just question, 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 or here's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Or they just the opinions rip on you. Are, yeah. The opinions are hard for me to handle because it's like, similarly to how I don't want you to treat me like a doctor, why? I, I can't treat Exactly. You guys, like I can't listen to if I did everything that everyone told me to do, where would I'd you be, be screwed? <laughs> <laughs> so, let's get into it. Tell okay. me about your hormone journey, and I love so, that you have. I'm just gonna say that she has a wonderfully prepared notes of dates, so that she's real, <laughs> like truly the most prepared guest I've ever had. So I appreciate it. So this does go back to 2015 when I was 24. Okay. So it is a decent timeline. So I just wanted to make sure that I had as much of that. I'm with you. I love it. Um, So in February of 2015, I lost my period. Okay. And at first I was kind of just like, well, maybe it's late. Had you been, sorry, had you been on birth control? No. Ever? Um, Maybe like two or three years before that I was only on it for two months but I was getting my period like every two weeks it okay. didn't work for me so you went off the pill and then you regularly had periods yeah okay everything was fine got it um so I was just like it's late mm-hmm. you know that's usually what we think or I mean a normal thing that women think is like I'm, I'm pregnant, pregnant if you're yeah. dating somebody whatever um but I didn't come off of oral contraceptive like hormonal mm-hmm. birth control so it's not like I was struggling to get it back from there it just disappeared okay um so during this time I didn't endure like a ton of weight loss nothing Mm -hmm. like that um and at that time I didn't know that stress had anything to do with hormones okay but during that month I went through a breakup Mm -hmm. someone I was with for four years and I was also transitioning to a new teaching position which for all my teachers it's not easy yeah it's a new set of faculty members, families who, you know, you build your reputation in a school district. I can only imagine. In the town that you teach in. Um, And, you know, it was just a 
big transitional period for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I lost it in February. March, I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, she was supportive. And she was like, sometimes it happens. Like, you might just skip a month. And my friends always talked about, like, I didn't get my period. Like, I skipped this month, whatever. But it always came back. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't as concerned as maybe I should have been. But No, but I, I think that's warranted. I mean, I'll yeah. tell you mine after. So I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, I used to get it every 26 days, four, six days. Wow. And it was so regular. Um, then I didn't get it again in April. And I was like, this is probably something I should get checked out. Mm-hmm. So on my birthday, my 25th birthday, here's the 24th, I don't even know. I went to my doctor, the mm-hmm. gyno, and I had an internal and external ultrasound. I had a checkup, everything, and nothing showed up. Everything looked fine. So she sent me for blood work. Yeah. Um, so I got blood work done, and everything was, like, pretty fine. There was, like, maybe one one level was off by like a point which mm-hmm. for hormones really isn't that big of a deal mm-hmm. um so she tried to push birth control on me and i'm just i just don't want to be on it well, especially it's also if that, yeah my my hormones aren't regular why am i going to put synthetic hormones in my body because mm-hmm. if i'm not getting it now am i going to get it am i get it on birth control yeah but then when you get it? off what's going to happen exactly and i just wanted to i just wanted to get my period yeah. Um, so she put me on progesterone pills and progesterone is um, the hormone in your body that brings on the onset of bleeding. Okay. Produces blood, blood basically. Um, but it works with estrogen. Okay. So you need both of them. Got it. Um, I'm learning already. Yeah. So I took that for five days and I was supposed to see like inflammation, like I was supposed to get be puffy and mm-hmm. I was gonna get my period whatever nothing I felt like I wasn't even on anything okay. I felt like I was there just, was just water like the pills yeah. of water did nothing um so she basically was like well it's not normal my god no that you're not getting it but it's not a big deal that's what confuses me it's like I don't know why typical gyne- like non-functional medicine doctors are just oh it's okay mm-hmm when it clearly something's going on something's wrong a natural thing you're supposed to release I'm supposed blood. to get it it's not happening and this is the this would be the fourth month if i didn't get it in may but she's like it's nothing to worry about so how long did you officially go without getting it in all yeah. three years i oh, didn't get it my god so um at this time i asked her like what are alternatives to birth control what can i do mm-hmm. and she didn't really offer anything so then I went to my naturopath. And when I went to my naturopath in college, she mentioned to my mom that something was off with my hormones and that I might struggle with them. Mm-hmm. So she did put me on supplements, but I didn't take them. Okay. Because college, like, I was, yeah, it's I just, it. I didn't think it was important. I wasn't mm-hmm. into it. Um, you also were getting your period, so it didn't. In college, It yeah. wasn't like you were nervous about it. I was like, what's a it? hormone? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess I was a little naive at the time. But I also didn't know. Like, she's my doctor. Yeah. She's supposed to have the answers. And if she's not worried, why should I be? hmm So I went to my naturopath. And a naturopath is somebody, they go to med school, but they wind up practicing a natural, non-invasive, self, mm-hmm. self-healing type of Medicine practice. practice. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So my naturopath does dried blood analysis, and she pricks your finger, and she draws blood, and then puts it on a plate that goes under a microscope. So she does like she drops like taps my finger six yeah. times on it, and you get to look. She shows you. You get to look in the microscope, and she has these charts on her wall of what your blood should look like, and then mm-hmm. you get to look in and see what your blood looks like, and Very your cool. blood should be bright red, mm-hmm. your red blood count, which is like what they check when most of the time when you're dealing with hormones um so my blood wasn't bright red but it wasn't really light mm-hmm. so she's like we just need to adjust a couple things so she put me on supplements okay and i don't even remember what she put me on at the it's time because okay, i wasn't gonna ask you because everybody everyone asked would me. go and yeah get them and get i'm them. not there here um, for that but i also saw her every three months after that so it changed each month yeah. depending um so Basically, I was just like, I'm going to try out these supplements and these mm-hmm. vitamins. Like, I need to be taking vitamins anyway. And at times, I was taking, you know, like the um, pillowcases. Like, oh, a morning, uh, wait, a lunch, you see and mine a dinner. After this. And I take probably 20 supplements right now. Yeah. And the lunch got to be too much because I was teaching and yeah. I wouldn't remember. So, she just kept adjusting with me. And I was like, I'm just going to run with this. So, for a while, I just kept going to her. Mm-hmm. And not that I forgot that I wasn't getting my period. Like each month, I was like, it just wasn't a focus point anymore. It. Yeah, but I was just like, like I'm just worried about like I want to go back to her in the next three months and see like healthier blood, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and obviously, blood is like the main concern because I want obviously want it to yeah come out of me. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> this is that's okay. I have um, very few male followers, so I kind of think this is all females anyway listening. All right, except for and Joe not, and my dad. <laughs> if not, then they'll learn something too yeah. um and it's funny because i would talk about it with my friends and everyone would be like oh you're so lucky mm-hmm. you don't have to buy tampons and you don't have to worry about it on vacation and i was like what it's it is so interesting and i talk about this a lot with my friends recently because of what i'm going through but we spend our whole lives like when you're so young you want your period because mm-hmm. everyone's getting it. Be a woman. Yeah, and I was the last person. Mm-hmm. And then you don't want it because well then it's like okay fine I feel like a woman and then you realize how freaking awful it is and you just don't want it. Mm-hmm. And that's why you go on something like the IUD for instance an IUD. Mm-hmm. Well we're just so convinced that we're going to get pregnant the second you have sex. Right. Without realizing how actually difficult and timing it and perfect right. and whatever. But better to be scared, it's better though. to be exactly so we're ingrained in our minds of, that we should be afraid of this mm-hmm. but then we pump ourselves with hormones and then eventually when we get to a phase where we're considering having children or you just want to feel natural and you want this stuff out of you it's impossible to get back mm-hmm. it's crazy and that's what i'm going through oh no it's okay i'm just well i'll get into mine after you okay yeah so um yeah, everyone would always just be like, you're so lucky. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm really not. But I was like, at this point, I think it was like winter. And obviously, like, mm-hmm. you just feel like crap in the winter. It's cold and yeah. depressed and whatever. I remember sitting down with my mom and having coffee with her. I still lived at home. Mm-hmm. And I started to cry. And I was just like, like, am I going through, like, premenopause? Am I going to have a family one day? That's the thing I think that's the scariest. And I was like, I, like, why am I not getting my period? Mm -hmm. It was like, I was heartbroken. A part of me was like kind of heartbroken because I was like, I'm a, like, this is, I'm a woman. You feel like And I didn't feel feminine anymore. 
-hmm. And it's like such a gross thing that happens Mm -hmm. each month. But I just didn't feel feminine. I didn't feel like I was a woman. Like I just wanted it. I just wanted it so badly. I was just Mm -hmm. so upset and frustrated and I would get angry. But then when you put so much focus on it, it becomes anxiety and stressful. Which doesn't help. Which doesn't help at all. At all. So I continued to stay on the protocol of these supplements until I think the spring of 2016, so we're a year later. Mm -hmm. And that's when I saw a lot of bloggers starting to talk about PCOS, Mm -hmm. which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is when um, it has to do with the testosterone in your body. In your body, Mm -hmm. the testosterone, every woman has testosterone. People don't believe it. They just think it's like a manly thing and Mm -hmm. it helps them build muscle. (laughs) But... Um, it happens when basically a woman's ovaries or adrenal glands produce more male hormones than female. Okay. And uh, some people can experience facial hair or Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like facial hair is something that a lot of bloggers have talked about. Yeah. Um, or weight gain or the big one and is like the cystic absence. acne. Cystic acne, absence of your period, all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and my face, I've always been prone to breakouts, but I didn't really experience a ton of that. Mm-hmm. Like I would experience a couple like coarse hairs yeah but I feel like I'm a twin and I just feel like mm-hmm. I don't know what you think that you just feel like you're a twin <laughs> I'm so much hairier than he is I don't know well you're also Italian I think I was making and... excuses for myself okay. too um so I made an appointment with the guy now I love that you said it's okay I'm a twin <laughs> blame him yeah um so I made an appointment with the guy now to ask her and talk to her about PCOS. Mm-hmm. And she dismissed it. And she was like, no, not at all. Like, that's, it's not a thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I don't even know why I came here. I just, le- I've left feeling defeated. Oh, like, no. it wasn't even a conversation. She so was like, So many doctor like, no. appointments. I've left hysterically crying. Oh, my God. So defeated. Well, there's nothing worse than having, feeling as if someone doesn't believe you. Right. When you feel so lost and all you want is an answer, right. to then have someone say, I don't have the answer, but whatever you think it is, that doesn't even exist. Right. So go back and keep dreaming because, nope, I can't yeah. really help you. So she just wanted to put me on birth control again. Yeah. And I was at this point, I was like, I am just so done with you. you yeah. Know? Um, so then I went to my naturopath and I talked to her about it and she was like, she's like, it could be. Mm-hmm. But is there a test for PCOS? Um, it shows up in your your blood lo- your blood levels when you get a hormone panel. Okay. Um, but I have vasovagal. What's that? Which it's gotten better, but it's when so I would pass out or like kind of seize. Okay. When getting a needle because it was an anxiety response, so oh the blood God. rushes from your head to your abdomen and you pass out. That's inside. So it was. And you've always had this. Um, it was during my most anxious years because it's an anxiety response okay. to something. It does, it's not just needles. So did you not want to get tested because of this? Yeah, and I had gotten a hormone panel the year before, so I felt like okay. I didn't need to. Yeah. Um, so where am I here? Yeah, so I just picked up a lot of my PCOS research, and I just kept you know, trying to do things that I would see these bloggers doing for mm-hmm. PCOS, like no bananas. Which... I love you, but it's not the way to go. Because then no, but I was just so I know confused, and I wanted to get my period back so bad. And I was like, if these girls are doing know, these things, then I'm going to try these things. Because so when you have this PCOS, is the second time your that the banana resistant. thing is coming up. Because in another interview, the banana situation came up. But I think the sugar levels. Yeah, I love bananas. 
I appreciate your effort to try and figure out and help yourself, but I, I do think that we should encourage listeners instead of following what other right. bloggers are doing. Which you're going to realize that I shouldn't have listened. Exactly. I ate a banana a day. I love bananas. Yeah, so. same. Um, um, but yeah, that was just... Well, is to get the the test if, done. Yeah, especially if a naturopath is recommending it. Yes, but at the time I was just a little naive. I get now it. when I saw other people I, doing it, I've I was done like, very similar things. Yeah. I just now, being the person that is posting, and people might follow being an influential person. Right. I don't want anyone to think that whatever I do is something they should also yeah. be doing, because that's not the case. Yeah, I hope this is everybody's learning from my mistakes. <laughs> Um, yeah, so then I started to make really good friends with, um, a food blogger who also wasn't getting her period. Mm -hmm. And I remember having hour long phone conversations with her and just feeling a lot better because Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I'm not alone. Yeah. And yeah. And we were going to two different types of doctors at the time mm-hmm. um because losing our period came from a different place yeah um but it was just interesting because we would always compare of, like what our doctors were saying and you know if my hormone panel didn't test for this then she was like oh try it you know like yeah, just you offering never know. help well because also you don't know what you don't know exactly and that's something that i've learned with my situation is i never knew mercury poisoning was even a fucking thing mm-hmm. so i would Seriously. have never asked to get a heavy metals lab done mm-hmm. Like, you have no idea what's even out there until all of a sudden it's you're told you have it. You know what right. I mean? So you don't know what to ask for. And I think that's the most intimidating aspect of going into these appointments mm-hmm. with doctors. And I think that we're so dismissed by so many doctors that we're afraid to ask 100%. sometimes. 100%. You feel like you're crying wolf at some point when people don't listen to you. Part of me was thinking, I mean, I've left so many doctors crying hysterically about my digestive issues. But then I started to think, am I just making this all up? I know. It's like in my head. Is this all just mental? Mm-hmm. Which I think part of it, the mental aspect definitely plays a role in it. I will not discredit that. Right. But obviously there was something underlying. An underlying issue. Yeah. Exactly. So then when I was going into that summer, I started reading about non-toxic products. Mm-hmm. And I started to read about all, you know, how toxic ingredients um, can affect our adrenals. Yeah. And adrenals are the small glands above our kidneys mm-hmm. that will produce hormones. Okay. Um, and cortisol. Cort- I was just going to, yeah. Yeah. So it can, a way that affect, it can affect the way your adrenals make hormones, either okay. too much or not enough. And in my case, not enough. And is that adrenal fatigue? It, that's where it comes from, okay. which you know I suffered from. Yeah. Pretty bad. Um, so I switched to non-toxic products Mm -hmm. my skincare my toothpaste and my deodorant okay because there's the closest things to my glands yeah Um, which everyone should be on non-toxic deodorant but yes that's another thing another that's another podcast yeah um so then this took me into the summer and i started to read about parsley tea from a doctor okay so can you okay i'm like just picture this because i have no idea where this is going now my mom had a vegetable garden outside, so picture me walking down my deck into the vegetable garden, cutting some parsley and boiling it in water because I read that it's supposed to loosen your cervix and help with really helping the blood, blood flow. flow. And I was like, and I look back on it, I'm like, there was no blood there. Mm-hmm. But you um, were but ready I was just, to do anything. Yeah. Um, and then 
I don't know. I thought it was funny at first when I was like, oh, whatever. I'll try it. And it tastes like broth, and I love broth. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a big deal to me. Um, and that summer, I was also – the summer I was doing partially day – I was also going on a bachelorette to Punta Cana. And at this point, I was just like, I was like laughing off the parsley tea. I was taking my supplements. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, like, year two of not getting my beer. And I'm like, yeah, I don't even know if it's coming back. So mm-hmm. um, I decided to kind of not stress about it as much. So I went on the bachelorette and I like blew up. Like I was so puffy, but I wasn't even really drinking that much. Like it was hot, but it wasn't like super hot and humid. Yeah. And I kind of, like, attributed it to that, but I just, I don't know, it was weird. Um, so I got home from The Bachelorette, and I was so bloated and exhausted and fatigued, and I had cramps. Oh, my God. For the first time from The Bachelorette? Years. Oh, you're surrounded <laughs> by women. Um, so the next day, my family came visiting from Boston. I was still drinking my parsley tea, and I was just so bloated, and I would always read that exercise helped with bloating so I went to a spin class Mm -hmm. but I was like so overly fatigued like my feet felt like lead on the bike I didn't even know why I was at that spin class um I just didn't feel good and I would venture to say I don't know if you're gonna go there but cardio worst thing never helped no with bloating no okay like makes it worse glad we're on the same page yeah I just lay in my bed now when I have cramps yes or yoga Um, or something like that yeah so um, the next day I spotted. All right. So what, two years? Yeah. I was like, is this the parsley tea? <laughs> is it not stressing about it on the bachelorette? I didn't know what it was, mm-hmm. but then I didn't see it again. Like that day I spotted a little bit and I put on a pad cause I was like, I don't want the mm-hmm. tampon to like plug it into me like, to like come out, you know, but I didn't, it wasn't anything. It was just spotting. So then how long after that until you actually bled? And got your period. So I started to get adrenal fatigue in that September. Okay. And did you get tested for that? It's really scary, adrenal fatigue. You feel depressed, so you're just, like, so tired and exhausted. You can sleep like a rock Mm -hmm. and wake up in the morning and feel like you didn't sleep at all. Mm -hmm. And I just ran a marathon. And I remember walking down the hallways of the school that I was working at at the time and being like, I can't even move one foot in front of the other. And your adrenals are... It's your hormones. Yeah, it's reproductive that's system. It was scary. So um, my naturopath told me that I had to slow down mm-hmm. and it was getting dangerous. So I had to stop all physical activity. She's like, you can walk if you feel okay, but don't push yourself. Limit your caffeine because it taxes mm-hmm. your adrenals. Um, I had to up my carb and fat intake and just try to rest and sleep more. So I would come home from work just lay on the couch like I was just so motivated yeah to just to get it back direction mm-hmm. I was eating a lot of carbs a lot of fats I felt pretty good like a week and a half later I mm-hmm. finally started to come out of it um and she put me on some different supplements mm-hmm. to like help rev up like my estrogen yeah. progesterone um because I wasn't producing like anything mm-hmm. and your hormones contribute to your energy levels yeah this is something I'm getting tested for um after my detox protocol so the end of may so like shortly after this will air um because well i haven't i got i was on birth control from when i was 15 until like the pill 15 to 22 
Wow. And then an IUD from 22 to 27. And with that IUD, did not get a period once. On the IUD? Mm-hmm. And you were, like, fine? You're like, yeah, because wow. I kind of thought that's what was supposed to happen. I don't freaking know. Yeah. I was in, like... Again, listening to the professionals, right? It's also amazing to not get your period well, when you think it's fine. Yeah. It ruled. But then after our wedding, I also thought maybe this IUD was causing my digestive issues. And I just felt I'd been doing so much research about... Or not research, but I just wanted to feel more natural. And I wanted to feel... I wanted it. I wanted the thing out of me. Mm-hmm. And it was time to get a replacement anyway. And also, after we were married, I was kind of... Eventually, we want to have children. We're right. not in a rush. But God forbid, that's my biggest fear of not being able to... And to figure it out pregnant. before that time comes. Exactly. Yeah. And so I got it out in November, but I still haven't got my period yet, which okay. I'm not surprised by, by any means. It sucks. I'm not overlooking it, mm-hmm. but I know my body doesn't work regularly to begin with, and I've been on hormone and synthetic hormones for 11, 12 years. 12 years, yeah. It's going to take time to get out of my body, but I am interested in my adrenal levels because I'm like if I run anymore after I run I feel like I've been hit by a freaking truck I cannot recover you used to be a runner while yeah. you played lacrosse yeah and I ran yeah. like half marathons two years ago yeah. like I just can't recover from runs and also I see a visceral manipulation practitioner I, I call her a visceral manipulator but I don't think that's right um sounds right though and she is like your adrenals are freaking out of whack yeah so we're I'm gonna do those tests so well I'm yeah curious. I'm sure what it's in here that she yeah like in your core area. yeah she does it all there it all is, yeah. so you got the test you yeah, dealt so with it mm-hmm. i just inserted my information no no that was great um and so she upped all of my supplements and vitamins mm-hmm. to support my hormones a lot more and in late october i got a period and have you had it since? Do you remember that one time I was supposed to come meet you and the foodie girls for I brunch? I remember. And I texted yeah. you. And, and I you was were like, like, I got my period got my... for the first time. And I said, I just can't mm-hmm. get up. And I miss brunch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, because you also probably forgot. I had a one like or two different times in these past five months of not having a period. The cramps. Oh, my God. Like I had two days. I was sitting once. I was. It was right before. Before or after Christmas and I was home and I was in Joe's basement with his whole family and my parents were there and we were watching the Eagles game and I thought I was dying because I hadn't felt that feeling in so But that's good long. you're cramping. Yeah, well, now I'm not, but I was. Oh, well, it's a symptom. Yeah, yeah. I'm it. kind of like, it, it'll happen. Yeah, so I was so happy. And now have you had it since? Yes. Every month? Yeah. Wow. So it's been a year and a half. That's amazing. And it was very light at first, like maybe two days. Yeah. It was like like brown, which means like not mm-hmm. a lot of blood. It's very light. But I was so happy. I called everyone. I, I called my mom, <laughs> my friends, my naturopath, my gyno. To be like, screw you. Um, yeah. Okay, so I got my period late October. Yeah. And oh, I, missed, I missed a week in there. What? I went to see a different gyno. Okay. I don't know how I missed this. And what they um, say? So I went to see a different one because I didn't want to go see the other one. Yeah. But I was like, my mom's like, you have to see a gyno. Like, you need a gyno. Mm-hmm. So I went, oh, I can't believe I missed this. So it's I okay. went and I got, 
I, I spoke with her for a while and she listened to me mm-hmm. and we had a conversation about the hormones and everything. And two of my friends went to her and a coworker. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, she's right. Trust people. So she sent me for a full panel of hormones again. And I was like, I have to get it done this time because it's somebody new yeah. and it's been a while. And what she called me with was, it just pissed me off. What'd she say? She explained like all the numbers. She put a lot of like numbers to me. And she said that a woman's uterus and childbearing years, like the lining of your uterus mm-hmm. needs to be of a certain thickness to shed. That's okay. when you're getting your period. Yeah. She said mine was like 0. 0.008 millimeters, which was a number that a woman sees during menopause. And this freaked me out because I had asked my mom a couple, uh, a year or two prior, what if I have menopause? Yeah. Like, what if it's just a freak so then thing did and you I'm going through it? and freak out? Oh my God, I cried. But she told me, she was like, if you want to have kids one day, I recommend freezing your eggs. Which is... So you can go through IVF someday. A very serious process. Very serious. My friend went through very that. Experience, very experience. Very expensive. expensive. My cousin went through it. Yeah. And just insane amounts of... It's wild. Yeah. The whole thing is insane. That's another podcast. Um, so I was like crying. I was angry. And then I started to feel bad for my mom. Because she her? was crying. Oh, yeah. And she, that's not what she wants for her daughter. Mm-hmm. You know? And I feel like she raised us to be like healthy and, you know, like mm-hmm. nobody wants this for their child. And I just felt heartbroken for her. Because I felt like, I don't know, I just... We also She's very heartbroken close for me. Mom. Yeah. And, you know, we lost my dad when I was really mm-hmm. young. And she just did her best to raise us the best that she could. And I don't know. I just felt really bad. So I totally understand that. Because whenever I – your mom is also the first person you call with bad news, unfortunately for them. Right. And good news. But to see – and I'm sure I, I've definitely felt this way because I've called my mom hysterically crying about something and then – to see how badly it hurts her mm-hmm. immediately. I'm like, oh God, I wish I had taken back yeah. that call and maybe just like process this for 10 more minutes. Right. But I was living home when I but, got that yeah. call and she was like listening from the other room. Yeah. Um. So I was sad and I let myself be sad because I was like, it's okay to be, to be sad. Mm-hmm. This is serious. And I woke up the next day and I was like, hell no. If I've had a period before and I've spotted, mm-hmm. then it's possible. And then you got to pack. This was all before October. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I missed that. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, so then I got in it at the end of October. And now you're fertile as Yeah, so it was really, F. really late, like I was talking about. And um, I was getting a consistent period. I've been getting one. I mean, my body's extremely sensitive now. But, like, I can fall into adrenal fatigue very quickly mm-hmm. two days of working out in a row and i was gonna I'm, say my body what are you like doing really fatigued to negate that i don't work out as much anymore yeah and i eat a lot of carbs and a lot of fats because i feel like that helps my body with energy mm-hmm. um but it's yeah. also giving up and i mean this so i think we're similar in this way i've switched my workouts from i used to only do cardio and now yeah. varying it a lot more so it's not that i'm not working out every day. Well, I'm not working out every day, but I can go back to back days because I'm not doing as taxing of things. Exactly. But I also think giving up this idea of, 
okay, but why are we killing ourselves in cardio 24 Mm seven and limiting the foods we're eating and not feeling our best just to what fit in a pair of jeans and look good on Instagram? Who the hell cares? I don't even like put my body on Instagram. So why do I care? Yeah, exactly. And like, (laughs) Like, what does it matter? What does it freaking matter? And I think that's why so many people are, I don't know if it's afraid or, you know, every doctor would tell someone who, most doctors, if someone's not getting their period, gain a little weight. Yes. Work out less. So I did gain weight. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, I put on at least, oh my God, maybe 10. Yeah, I definitely have in that same two-year window. But I feel But I feel 20 times better. Yeah. And there's no comparison. Yeah. So when it comes down to it, I had hypothalamic amenorrhea, which is the absence of a period for extended period, for extended periods of time, mm-hmm. and it's basically your hypothalamus in your brain yeah. controls your reproductive system, and there just wasn't since I didn't have enough hormones in my body, there wasn't enough hormones to send signals to my brain to the hypothalamus mm-hmm. to Tell keep the your body bleeding. Wow, yeah, that's insane. So for anyone listening. What would you say the number, like the top few things that helped you happen? I would say finding a doctor that believes yeah. in you. So advocating for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, my naturopath is like my favorite person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would laugh with her, cry with her. Yeah. Um, you have to find somebody you're comfortable with who is going to listen to you and Are you work comfortable with you. sharing her name in the show notes? Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll put it in the show notes for anyone wondering. For sure. Um, she's amazing. I have recommended so many people to her. And when my dad passed away when I was nine mm-hmm. she helped my mom oh wow so she's been around for a while oh yeah she's amazing um she helped my mom I don't want to say like out of depression but she really helped her so that's why we felt like she was like the right person mm-hmm. uh, she knows my family very well um so definitely advocate for yourself mm-hmm. um you know your body best. If you feel like something's off, it probably is. It's like my kindergartners. They always ask me to like spell things for them. Mm-hmm. Or they're like, D- is this spelled right? And I'll be like, if it doesn't look right, it's probably not. Like <laughs> if it doesn't feel right, yeah. it's probably not. And you know, don't give up also. Right. Because I think we're so used to instant gratification. I know I am. And that's something that I've struggled with the most in this health journey is like, no, but I, I stopped doing this, so I want the answers. Like, I just want to know what's wrong, and I want to know now, and mm-hmm. I want to fix it. And it's very easy to see all these people that have gone through things that have gotten to the other side of it, and they've gotten their answers. And then you wonder, why the hell do they know what's going on? And I don't. But no path is linear when it comes to healing. Exactly. There are so many different phases. There have been so many points where I think, this is the answer, you know? And it's not, unfortunately, it might feel like it for a week. Mm-hmm. But I think losing the aspect of comparison, believing in yourself, following your gut, quite literally, and just, I would also say being very diligent about what you're feeling. And yes. keep track of things. I was anal about keeping track of things. You have to. You have to be. Every little thing affects the way you feel yeah. it really does. And lay it all out there for whatever practitioner you're seeing. Right. They should be asking the full story, and if they're not, give it to them. Exactly. That's why, like, I was done with my gyno at the one point. I was like, yeah, why do you only want to put me with. on birth control? I don't want to be put on birth control. She mm-hmm. just didn't respect me. Yeah. That's when I worked with my naturopath, and then I was like, I'm going to find another doctor. Mm-hmm. And she haven't been back to her since. Yeah. After she told me I had to get next frozen. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, you 25? came for that? Yeah, yeah, right? 
And it's just, I, I personally knew that that wasn't what had to be done. Exactly. You know, like, I know myself. Like, I know I don't need that. Mm-hmm. And I would also say, just believing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Always. Because it's really easy to get down. And in these depressive state of minds, I've been there of thinking everything is going wrong and why isn't my body working and this, this, and that, and just really letting it consume you. Mm-hmm. And just focusing on one day, it'll all be okay. And you know, letting go of some of the control. Like right. for instance, when I was with the bloat, you know, we'd say that it would ruin our day, but what does it really fucking matter if I'm bloated that day? Yeah. Yes, it's uncomfortable, but I almost think the main issue that I struggled with was the fact that it got in my head. Exactly. It was uncomfortable, but it was more of a mind F than anything else. Right. And so letting it go really of is. that, of the expectations for a perfect whatever it is, mm-hmm. just letting go a little, easing into it all. So I'm glad you brought up the bloat, though, because I'm on a mission to find a new gyno mm-hmm. because they – so I worked with a gastro about my bloat. Yeah. And she thinks that I need to see a, ga- a gyno about the bloat because they think it might be more of like a hormonal issue now. Interesting. So that's why I was always afraid to share my hormone struggles. Yeah. So I'm. It's still a process. It's still a process. It's never. It's never ending. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's going through something. Exactly. So, thank you for sharing. Thank you for having me. And I will. I have one more thing. We're going to totally switch the topic, but I have okay. to ask the last <laughs> question. But thank you all for listening with open ears and also not comparing comparing your journey to Lara's or to mine and realizing that you know we're all on our own path and this is just to make you aware that you're not alone. However, we have to talk about the thing that has brought us together, but really my closing question is the three ways to your heart through food. Oh, okay. I can't forget about this. Um, fries. Fri- okay, I, what if, type of fries? Okay, it doesn't matter. Sometimes I want sweet potato fries. I love sweet potato but fries. But I love like good fry. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, if you know me, if there's fries on the menu, I'm ordering them. Yes. Another way is okay the ritz carlton in naples florida has this place on the beach called gumbo limbo it is my favorite place ever i tell everyone about it okay and they have the best grilled salmon over salad there's like greens and pickled onions and goat cheese and walnuts it's just so good okay fair like i the setting is probably also great it's unbelievable um and the last one I love food. anything you any of your cookies, your mom's home. I don't know. You don't have to do a third if you can't think of it. Um, anything of my mom's. She's like the best cook ever. Yeah, it looks so good when you're home. Oh my god, she kills it. I love when she makes like this meat sauce. It's kind of like a bolognese, but it has like sausage and mm. a bunch of types of meat in it. But she also at, around Christmas makes this cranberry orange bread. It's just like spongy. It's not even moist. It's like spongy. Okay, I gotta try some of that. Yeah. And wait, where are your favorite fries in Manhattan? In Manhattan? Or Hoboken? Or Hoboken. Um, do you know how many fries I've had? I don't know. Some people are very You know specific. what I don't like, though? What? Shoestring. Like those tiny Oh my god, I love shoestring fries. Those like tiny, skinny things? I like crispy. But you can't even like dip them or. I know, Joe agrees with I you. I like like a medium 
thick fries. Okay, but not like steak cut fries. Like, no. you know, like the wedge looking ones. No, like they're Isn't like. Isn't that steak? I don't know. I don't know. But they're like kind of like a pen. Okay. But they're like, like McDonald's. Really cr- no. Okay, well, no, McDonald's fries are really good. Well, they're pretty good, but they're not like really good. Yeah, yeah. You know, like ones that are like super crispy and crunchy on the outside? Mm-hmm. I do. I'm trying to think of where my favorite fries are. Bear Burger sweet potato fries might be my favorite I sweet like potato fries. Burger. Actually, passed it last night. I was like, I want to go. Okay. Um, but yeah, fries of any sort, I'm, except for shoestring, they're not good. Okay. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> At least we don't have to share when we go out then. Very true. We have our own fries. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for and having me. everyone, stay tuned for next week's episode releasing on Friday mornings. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I thoroughly hope you enjoyed it. If you could be so kind, I would greatly appreciate a rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. Currently, this one's available on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please subscribe to make sure you're up to date with new episodes coming at you every Friday morning. If once a week isn't enough of me, please follow along on my most active social channel, Instagram. Find me, my unedited videos, recipes, random rants, and info for all my other social channels on there at Freckled Foodie.